This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, December 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farm groups express relief on trade war de-escalation. Trump threatens NAFTA exit and a new farm bill just ahead. Farm and trade groups expressed relief after a meeting between President Donald Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping on Saturday that resulted in pledges to come together and end a trade war that's been causing billions of dollars in lost sales for U.S. farmers. John Heistover, American Soybean Association president, said, This is the first positive news we've seen after months of downturn prices and halted shipments. If this suspension of tariff increases leads to a longer-term agreement, it will be extremely positive for the soy industry. Trump, during a two-hour meeting with Z on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Buenos Aires, agreed to hold off on a planned increase in the rate of tariffs he imposed on China, that according to a White House statement. China, in return, agreed to start purchasing agriculture products from U.S. farmers immediately. Farmers for Free Trade Executive Director Angela Hoffman welcomed the news but said that while farmers are cautiously optimistic about this development, they are also keenly aware that they are still subject to the existing painful retaliatory tariffs and lost markets that have hurt their recently harvested crops and income. Former Louisiana Representative Charles Baustetty, a spokesman for the group Tariffs Hurt the Heartland, said, Agreeing not to raise tariffs on American businesses, farmers, and consumers is an encouraging first step. These tariffs are taxes that Americans pay, and avoiding a massive tax increase on January 1st is welcome news that must be followed up by rolling back the tariffs currently in place. Trump threatens NAFTA exit to pressure USMCA acceptance. President Donald Trump threatened Saturday to pull the U.S. out of the North American Free Trade Agreement in order to force Congress to ratify his renegotiated NAFTA, now known as the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA. I will be formally terminating NAFTA shortly, Trump told reporters aboard Air Force One on his way back from the G20 in Buenos Aires to Washington. Just so you understand, when I do that, if for any reason we're unable to make the deal, then Congress will have a choice of approving the USMCA, which is a phenomenal deal. There's already rumbling from Democrats on Capitol Hill that they will be seeking changes to the hard-fought renegotiated NAFTA deal next year. But Trump's threat would take away the fallback cushion of the current trade pact that is still in place. Trump has the authority to pull the U.S. out of the 24-year-old NAFTA, but Article 2205 of the PAC stipulates that a country must give written notice six months before it happens. Say that it's a six-month term, and I'll be, I'll be terminating it within a relatively short period of time, Trump said. We get rid of NAFTA. It's been a disaster for the United States. Lawmakers look to roll out new farm bill. Farm bill negotiators are gearing up to finally release the details of their new farm bill early this week, perhaps tomorrow. It's not clear yet when the bill will get to President Donald Trump for his signature. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told AgriPulse at the Kentucky Farm Bureau annual meeting Saturday in Louisville that the Senate vote would come either this week or next week. The bill doesn't tighten food stamp work requirements as Trump demanded, but McConnell said he still expected the president to sign it. 
House Agriculture Committee member James Comer of Kentucky told AgriPulse the bill was likely to lose a lot of GOP votes in that chamber, but pass narrowly. Comer said, we lost a lot of Republicans with this compromise bill, but supposedly we have enough Democrats to cover it. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conway said Friday that the negotiators were still trying to make some last-minute changes to the legislative text and ensure that the final cost estimates are in order. The bill is required to be deficit neutral. Washington remembers President George H.W. Bush. There will be several ceremonies and services in Washington this week to honor former President George H.W. Bush, who died Friday night at the age of 94. The body of the 41st president will lie in state of the U.S. Capitol from 7.30 p.m. Monday to 8.45 a.m. Wednesday, followed by a funeral service at the Washington National Cathedral at 11 a.m. Wednesday. Additional services will be held in Texas before he is buried next to his wife and daughter at the George Bush Presidential Library and Museum. During his presidency, Bush signed several major pieces of legislation, including the 1990 Farm Bill, the 1990 Budget Bill, the Clean Air Act Amendments of 1990, the 1991 Civil Rights Act, and the Americans with Disabilities Act. President Donald Trump declared a presidential day of mourning for Bush on Wednesday and is shutting down the federal government for the day. E. coli outbreak in Remain Lettuce Trace to California. The Food and Drug Administration says consumers should avoid romaine lettuce from the California counties of Monterey, San Benito, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz, and Ventura. The latest E. coli outbreak in which 43 people have gotten sick and 16 hospitalized follows one last month involving romaine from the Yuma region that sent 96 people to the hospital and killed five. The FDA said, based on discussions with producers and distributors, romaine lettuce entering the market will now be labeled with a harvest location at a harvest date, or labeled as being hydroponically or greenhouse grown. If it does not have this information, you should not eat or use it. Food safety lawyer Bill Marler criticized FDA's response at a commentary published Friday. He said hundreds sickened and hospitalized, dozens with kidney failure, and seven deaths from Romaine in the past 12 months in the U.S. and Canada. And the response from industry and government has been, what? Please put labels on the product so we know when the next outbreak happens that we might know where it came from. FDA and industry and Congress all need to step up and do something, Marler said in his piece, advocating a return of FDA's microbiological data program. Tester, I'm a farmer at heart. Democrat Senator John Tester of Montana, who just survived a bruising re-election campaign to retain his seat at a state that President Donald Trump won by 20 points, said he doubts he has the time or energy to run for president. But he didn't reject the idea outright. In an interview with MSNBC's Rachel Maddow Saturday, Tester also offered some advice for his party as it looks to the 2020 elections. The organic farmer said Democrats need to focus on issues important to rural areas, such as infrastructure and trade. Tester said, the president has got this trade war going on right now. We're seeing wheat prices drop. 
He's put tariffs on soybeans and sorghum. Those crop acres will go to wheat, Tester said. We're going to be in trouble, I mean big time, unless we get this figured out. Ask why he won with a margin of 50.1% to Republican Matt Rosedale's 47.1%. Tester said his campaign focused on issues important to Montanans and cited his Montana upbringing and farming experience. He told Matto, I'm a farmer at heart. Well, here's today's He Said It. What he will be doing to fentanyl could be a game changer for the United States. That President Donald Trump commenting on Chinese President Xi Jinping's commitment to classify the painkiller, which has been linked to thousands of overdose deaths, as a controlled substance. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, December 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.